friends, and welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman, and if you don't know me, I'm a survivor of narcissistic abuse in a queer relationship, and I'm here to validate and support others who are or have been in my shoes and to help spread awareness of what these kinds of relationships can look like. Obviously, I'm here for my queers, but everyone is welcome here. On that note, since it is Pride Month, I have decided to attempt to make all of my episodes this month a little bit more focused on the queer aspect of what I went through. So if that's not you and you need to take a step back for the next couple of weeks, obviously do whatever you need to do and I hope that you'll come back when I get back to the regularly scheduled content. Um, If you do want to listen anyway, obviously, I'm sure you'll find some beneficial stuff in there anyway. So today I'm going to talk about how abuse can look different when you are in a queer relationship compared to hetero relationships. Let's dive in. So last week I talked about when you are coming out late and getting into your first relationship with a queer person and you're kind of naive about what these relationships can look like, what's normal and what's not normal. So you can kind of fall into the trap of moving very quickly, overlooking the red flags, um, you know, putting that person on a pedestal and just like seeing them with those cute little heart eyes rather than kind of like through the eyes of someone who is proceeding with caution. And so I'm not going to get into that again, because like I said, I talked about that last week. But I do think that abuse in a queer relationship is quite different um, for several reasons. One is that it feels very different, at least in my experience. I am curious to know what all of you would say if you've been abused in both types of relationships or just one if what I say sounds relatable to you or if you think it's all the same. Um, And then reason number two is that people don't take it seriously. People um, will comment on some of my posts, not as much anymore, but when they find out that I'm in a queer relationship or was in a queer relationship, sorry, that they're like, okay, let's be real. Like you're out here acting like two non-men can abuse each other. And sorry, I'm trying to use inclusive language because um, I don't want to simply say lesbians or two women or things like that because obviously we have non-binary folks and trans folks and things like that. Um, Maybe I'll just kind of like switch back and forth so that it's relatable to everyone. Um, I don't want to make it confusing at all, but um, for it to not be a man delivering abuse to a woman. Anyway, I'll dive into the first part of that first. Okay, I don't talk about this very much, but I was very horrifically abused when I was 18 years old. It was, um, so trigger warning here, because I am going to talk about some pretty nasty stuff just for a quick second. Uh, Physical abuse, obviously. Um, It was a man who was five years older than me, and it was very much a fight for your life, get taken by ambulance type of thing. For me, that was very clearly abuse. There was no question about it, although my family ignored it because I wasn't close to my family at the time. Um... I didn't talk about it when I went back to school the next day covered in bruises. I didn't like 
it was just, I live in a town, a small town, a conservative town, which by the way, is another reason why I came out so late. Um, and in those kinds of places, a lot of times and others, I'm sure you just keep your head down and keep moving forward and you don't point fingers at the man who did it. You don't make a big deal out of it. It's just, Hey, this is what happened. And you just are expected to walk it off. Still, obviously it was indisputable. Um, I suffered pretty much every kind of physical abuse that someone could deliver over the course of about an hour. So there was never a time in my mind that was like, is this person abusing me? I don't know. I'm not sure. I ended up in an ambulance, right? So when it's delivered by someone who's not a man, I think whether you've experienced physical abuse from a man or not, it's confusing because that person might sometimes be um, nurturing and caring and gentle. I have had videos on my phone of my partner cuddling me on the couch, of my partner rubbing my feet. Now, of course, because it was so few and far between, I would grab my phone and snap a photo or take a little video every time they touched me because they knew that physical touch was one of my love languages and therefore refused to deliver it. That's a very common thing that narcissistic or abusive people will do. They figure out what you like. If it's words of affirmation, they'll do the opposite. Unless they need to deliver a small amount, a little breadcrumb to keep you around, right? So, you know, and then also you're looking at this person who is another woman or who... um in my case, presented as female when we met. So you're looking at this person who um, kind of, who was like you in a lot of ways. And you project your good qualities onto them. And you take what you know about, like, for example, my mother was, she was inconsistent with me, but she was, I think of her in like a tender way. Like she would hold me. When I think of her holding me, it feels comforting to me. You know, things like that. You take what you know, unless... I know a lot of you had horrible mothers, so I apologize for that. But, like, if you had a horrible mother, you might not think that. But you might think that about yourself and then think that about the person that you're dating. So you're like, there's no way that this person could do those kinds of things. And when they do, of course, they have a what seems like a valid excuse. It was... I'm too emotional. My parents never taught me how to handle these kinds of emotions. I don't know what to do. I overreacted. I freaked out. I did this or that to you. I'll never do it again. And you go from seeing this horrible person who just crossed the line that you never thought they would cross to believing that it'll never happen again. And usually it does happen again. But again, they're not necessarily scary you're not necessarily scared of them. And absolutely, I'm sure there are some lesbians, some queer folks who are scary. And it's just so obvious that you don't want to be alone in a house with them. Like, it's just scary. Obviously, across the board, there's people who are scary and not scary. But like, on a day-to-day basis, physically, you're not necessarily afraid of that person versus like, a lot of times when I'm around a man, like if I pick up on anger from a man, I'm like, ooh, I might be in danger Uh, I need to get out of here. So at least for me, 
on the surface, it just felt so different because this person is just a couple inches taller than me. They're just a, okay, they're a lot stronger than me. Um, they do CrossFit every single day and have done for years. Um, so yeah, they're bigger than me, but they're not a hundred pounds bigger than me. So again, it's a little different. And then of course we have the fact that nobody believes you. Like I mentioned before, there are people who truly only believe that abuse can happen when a man is delivering it from uh, to a woman. They also fully believe that abuse is only ending up in the hospital um, covered in bruises and or not alive anymore. Um, and obviously we know, and a lot of the things that I talk about are at least in an attempt to raise awareness of all the different kinds of abuse, including the very subtle kinds of abuse that people overlook that so many of us didn't even know that that was abuse. We just thought it was, and it can be just poor communication, but we all just thought it was normal. Um, but absolutely, um, calling the police on a man who has physically abused me, whether I want to do that or not, because a lot of times we are very protective of our abusers because we've been brainwashed to be. Um, You feel like the police are going to walk into this fight that's happened or whatever's happened, look at you both and say, all right, this feels legitimate. Let's look into this. I always felt like if I called the police on someone who wasn't a cisgendered male, that they would walk in and be like, you two are both on your periods, right? Which one of you is on your period? One of you is on your period? Do you guys want some chocolate? Do you want some ice cream? What do, you, do you need tampons? What's going on here? And just like go back to the station and laugh about it. I don't know. Um, but the same goes for everything. You tell a friend who doesn't understand this And they're like, really? Are you sure? I don't know. Because they just, again, society tends to believe that if it's not a man um, physically harming a woman and, or again, if you haven't ended up in the hospital or unalive, then it doesn't really count as abuse. And I've been referring to physical abuse a lot in this episode so far. And obviously emotional abuse, financial abuse, sexual abuse, all of that obviously can happen in a queer relationship too. It's not just men that are out here controlling women's finances. And yes, women can abuse men as well. It's, it's queer people too. Um, a queer person can fully control the schedule of their same-sex partner. They can intimidate they can call names they can project they can blame shift they can gaslight they can do all the things and again it goes it goes unbelieved by so many unbelieved is that a word we're gonna roll with it so i mentioned last week the statistic that i saw on instagram from i believe it's lgbtq dvn network or something like that i could be wrong i should probably check on that But they showed the statistics that one in two queer people will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. And this is super problematic. So we, again, I I did talk about this last week, but we need to turn this around. 
We need to make sure that people know and understand and believe that this can happen. And we need to know within our own selves and within our own relationships that this can happen. And that just because a woman or a non-man is a little bit smaller than that big dude you dated a couple years ago, that they can still harm you in so many ways. And that they don't deserve to continue to treat you or anyone that way. And they don't deserve to continue to be forgiven or have all these things look past um, for years and years and years. They don't deserve it just because they're a little bit smaller than, again, that big dude you dated. Um, And so I just think, again, that we need to be having these conversations. We need to be talking about what can be done to turn the tide on this one. And... We need to be doing the work ourselves. We need to be unlearning the toxic behaviors that our parents passed down to us or that society passed down to us so that we can treat each other better. Obviously, there are people who are not going to get better because they won't admit they have a problem. They won't be seen. They won't get diagnosed. Um, And that's really unfortunate. But if the rest of us can be aware and understand those types of behaviors and those types of people and avoid them and help each other avoid them, I really think that'll help. I also do want to point out that it is difficult to have these conversations because we know for a fact that straight conservative people are going to hear those statistics and they're going to hear people like me trying to raise awareness of abuse and queer relationships and they're going to use it against us and they're going to point out the fact that it's unnatural and that we shouldn't have been together anyway and yes that's a huge problem but y'all if we can make it slow down if we can make the numbers lesser then they won't have a point they won't have a point to make they won't have a finger to point at us and uh i guess that's the goal right Okay, before I wrap this up, I mentioned this last week, but I do have a super adorable merch design that is now available through the Live True Co., their website, which I forgot to spell out last week, thelivetrue.com, T-H-E-L-I-V-T-R-U.com. You can go there um, or you can go to my website, thelindsaygiven.com, which will take you to their page to order the merch. We have a t-shirt, a unisex tank, and a racerback tank with the word valid across the chest in rainbow colors. Great for Pride Month. Um, The thing that I love the most about this design, if you don't know this about me before I started speaking up about abuse and queer relationships and abuse in general, my main message was um, supporting and validating people in the queer community who have been invalidated for so long um, and just trying to make people feel loved and accepted It's rough out there sometimes, um, especially with social media and people having so much access to us when we do put ourselves out there for them to come and judge and criticize us. And we get it from within our community as well. The, uh, so because I was doing that before I started talking about the yucky stuff, which is so important, that message is very near and dear to my heart. And the other thing that I love about it is that it works great for all my abuse survivors too. We, if we, if you've been there, we have been invalidated for so long by our abusers, by society. Um, so it's a great message. Check it out. If you order one of those items, please tag me on Instagram so I can see. Mama, yes, buddy. Cookie? 
Oh, I forgot his cookie. All right, I'm going to get my kid a cookie. I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thank you all so much. Let's do this. Let's wrap this up. I have some really excited news. I was just invited to sit on a panel later this summer by Dr. Carrie McAvoy. Um, We're going to be talking to and interviewing author Kristen Milstead about her book, Why Can't I Just Leave?, which obviously is going to be really important for a lot of my listeners and followers on Instagram and TikTok. My kiddo is in the background organizing his toys, so I apologize for that background noise. Obviously, if you follow me, you know that I'm a mom. Anyway, I'm super excited and honored to be on this panel. It's going to be a great discussion, and there are some really awesome names on the panel. Um, I don't know if you know them, but Carrie McAvoy, um, she is going to be on the panel. Manjeet Rupai, um, Lisa Sunny from Stronger Than Before. All of these people have written books on getting out of narcissistic relationships or healing from narcissistic abuse if you have a narcissistic parent. Um, Brie from Abuse is Abuse on TikTok is going to be on the panel. So it's going to be, like I said, a great discussion. It is going to be on August 18th. You can buy tickets for to be there um, during the live stream or you can also purchase the option to have lifetime access to it. I don't have the information right here in front of me, but if you're interested, please send me a DM on Instagram um, and I will get that to you as soon as possible. One more thing before I wrap up today, I am getting ready to announce a trip that I will be hosting in August of 2023 to Greece. I know that's a long time out, but there are limited spots for it. And the first 10 people who book the trip will get a $200 off early bird price when they book. Um, It's just going to be a super cool group of people heading over to Athens for a few days for some history and city life and food and wine and things like that. And then we're going to head over to Santorini for a few days for beach and chill. I'm super excited. I don't have all the details quite yet, but I wanted to let you know here to stay tuned. Look on my Instagram. I'll start sharing it on TikTok as well for anyone who does want to go. Let's get this trip booked. Let's get to Greece in summer of 2023. I'm really excited. So again, stay tuned for that information. If you don't follow me on Instagram already, that's probably going to be the best place to look. You may miss the um, email sign up for that trip to get the information. So if you missed it and you're interested, you want more information, just DM me on Instagram and I will get that to you. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Like I said, for Pride Month, I will be talking about a little bit more queer-focused Um, views or experiences on abuse. Um, I will also probably be keeping these episodes a little shorter than usual, just due to the fact that I am in Spain and I am trying to really just enjoy myself and my son and soak up this time because yes, while it is an extended vacation, it still is a finite amount of time and I do have to go back home and I do have to go back to real life. So I'm trying to do these when it makes sense to do them and keep them short, but that's fine because you all have super busy lives anyway. On that note, if you like this 
episode, you like this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. When you do that, it helps get this message into the ears of those who need it the most. Um, Obviously, this is really important to me. Um, I can see in the comments on TikTok and Instagram that this is really important to a lot of people. So let's help get the word out there. If you want more from me, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at thelindsaygoodman.com. Sorry, at thelindsaygoodman. Or visit my website, as I just mentioned, thelindsaygoodman.com. Thank you all, and I will see you next week.